everyone, my name is Shalise Ansola, and this is Cults to Consciousness, where we discuss leaving high-demand religions or organizations and finding healing and independence through awareness and true individual sovereignty. Thanks for being here. This is Jonathan. Yeah, it's me. He is my fiance. Fiance. Yeah. And also I wanted to mention if you are listening only on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts and you would rather see us, this is on my YouTube channel at Colts to Consciousness. So tune in there. That's probably your your hub, your main home, I would say, is the YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna focus heavily on video content and this is one of our newer episodes. So um yeah. welcome. Thanks for being here. I feel like it's a bit of an odd time to introduce me, but I, I also <laughs> feel like it's necessary just because I was there to see everything and how it all kind of went down. Yeah, you were definitely very relevant and um, a key player in this whole story. So I'm happy that you came on with me to do this. Yeah, of course. So I think we should start at the beginning. And that first episode, your intro, you basically told your whole story, but you left out a key fundamental part. <laughs> Which is how did you get from where we left off leaving Mormonism to now you have this podcast? There's that chunk in the middle there. There is a chunk. And you know, I was thinking about it. Probably most of it was because my ego was a little bruised. And so I figured if I just left it out entirely, I wouldn't have to dive into the rejection of it all. But here we are diving deep into the rejection of it all. So yes, I was a co-host of Mormons on Mushrooms for um, over two years, actually. And it's funny because I met them at the very beginning when they didn't have a podcast yet. They just had an Instagram page and they had their logo posted. And I tell this story all the time on other podcasts, but it said Mormons on Mushrooms. And I emailed them or I I left a comment and I said, I don't know what you guys are doing, but I'm in because I was an ex-Mormon and I loved mushrooms and plant medicine because I, as you may have heard in my intro episode, they changed my life. So um, they contacted me and were like, oh my gosh, we would love to have you on as a guest. We love your story. And I was like, sweet, let's do this. They ended up releasing that as the very first episode. And they're like, you need to come back because there were there were so many more stories that I needed to tell. And so I came back again and then they said, come back one more time. And then they said, just don't leave. Just be a co-host. So this is on them asking that of you. Yeah. And initially I was like, oh, no, it's like a Mike and Doug thing. Like, I don't want to impose. And they're like, no, 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 you're great. We want to have you on. And so I was like, all right, so I'm a I'm a part time co-host. And they're like, stop, cut that shit out. It's just co-host. You're just a co-host of the podcast, even though I still wasn't on every single episode. um, They they let me in on that title, which it was really empowering and exciting to feel like I had a a voice and a platform to talk about all things ex-Mormon and all things healing. And I, I kind of introduce them to many topics, um, many, I guess you could say mystical topics or new age topics and helped guide the podcast in a, an interesting direction. So yeah, I felt like I helped cultivate this community and, and then, and then it, it kind of ended. So that's what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about how all of this went down, how I am no longer a co-host and why I wanted them to essentially tell the world why they didn't want me on as a co-host anymore in their own words. And then I wanted to express why I didn't agree with that decision and then let the listeners decide how they wanted to form an opinion about that information. What was it like being on the podcast as a third co-host? 
What was it like being a third co-host? I thought it was a lot of fun. I did understand that at times when we would have two guests on at a time with three hosts, it was a lot of people in the conversation. But we kind of, I feel like we navigated it really well. Um, After a while, we learned everyone's physical cues as well as verbal cues so we knew who was about to speak and we would make sure and let them go and and kind of I think it flowed really well and we got a lot of compliments from our guests too and as far as bringing on guests yeah there were a few like Kimber who kind of rocked everyone's world (laughs) Um, she ended up getting so many clients from that that episode release which I knew she would she's amazing and that that opened us up to like talking of alien species and um, the Akashic Records, which opened doors into other guests and and other opportunities with other podcast hosts like Lynn Oslin, who does Infants on Thrones. That was a really big deal. So yeah, I feel like um, if I hadn't have jumped in and started talking about these topics, it would probably be a very different podcast. And as far as the dynamic between the three of you, do you think that you complemented each other well? What do you think you each brought to the table? Yeah, I really loved the the trinity is what we would call it. Um, I tended to bring in information, things that they hadn't heard of before. Um, Some listeners would call it wisdom. (laughs) I guess I feel weird tooting my own horn, but some listeners would call it wisdom. Um, Doug brings in the comedy. He's hilarious and he always has something witty and funny to say. And then Mike brings in a lot of awareness to different topics. He brings in um, a lot of stories, a lot of personal stories and gets really vulnerable, which I think a lot of people can relate to. And so I feel like it worked well all three of us. You're getting this feedback straight from your community. That's why you're able to say this about yourself. I would get messages personally from the community thanking me for my insight and my wisdom and how certain topics that I had mentioned had really helped them in their healing or at the very least opened them up to the woo, as you could say. (laughs) I kind of brought the grounded woo to the podcast um, because I would talk about topics that aren't mainstream with it being grounded in science and discovery and things that I found exciting. From my understanding of what you've told me about it, you were really hesitant to take on the co-host role in the beginning. Yeah, and Mike and Doug are very open about the fact that they were very open arms with a lot of people, not just me. People coming in wanting to help on the back end, help with social media or creating a website or editing or producing or whatever it might be. And it was just a very come hither attitude like come on and let's create and there was there wasn't very much structure I pushed from that from the beginning pushed for that from the beginning and it was like no 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 everything's fine like don't fix it if it's not broken and and so I was always like okay am I really close like can I call this mine and they pushed that from the beginning with all of us everyone even the the people that weren't on camera, I was like, this podcast is yours. It doesn't belong to Mike and Doug. It belongs to everyone and everyone has a say and everyone, um, everyone is important. And so I really embraced that. It took a while, um, maybe even like a year. (laughs) And then I was on so many episodes, almost like I would say four out of five episodes I would be on and sometimes it was just us three and other times there was a guest, someone we were interviewing and I really loved those episodes because I feel like I brought in the reporter energy of like, 
well, I did this research based on what you had said in the past and tell, tell us more about this. And they would bring in more of like the, the levity, the laughter and the storytelling of their own personal stories. So I think it was a really good mix and I had fun doing it. Um, and then the past eight months, I guess since we started dating, nine months, maybe, <laughs> um, it seemed like they were not keeping me in the loop anymore and they were recording and just not telling me and a, an episode would come out and I'd be like, oh, I didn't even realize they were getting that guest. I would have loved to be on that episode because maybe it's a director and as an actress and someone who works in entertainment, that would have been my field to like really ask all of the questions. So I kind of felt them backing away. Like a breakup, almost. Yeah, like a breakup. Like the one who, the guy who wants to ghost you but doesn't want to hurt your feelings. We just kind of like slips into the shadows. For them to have this idea to be inspired during the pandemic, which is a great idea. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, that name is amazing. Mormons on Mushrooms. Yeah, it's brilliant. You know? And then to have you on and then to have that open arms like... We'll think about it later. Just know you're a host. You're, you're mentioning that they, this kind of spread into the community. Do you feel like the level of the community's involvement into the podcast itself, do you think that that started to wane on them as well? Or what did that look like? Well, it seems like what was happening with all three of us was this community was getting bigger and bigger. And initially, I remember Mike saying, I don't want a, a Facebook community. That's too much work and too much to do. And then it was like, well, let's just create a page and see what happens. And so we created a private support page and people just started flocking in. And I think it's over 1500 now. And so it also came with that were people who wanted to be moderators and they were great at it and they are great at it. And they talk to people in the community and they moderate the group, make sure we're not getting banned for talking about plant medicine. And it became so big that all of us were like, I can't even be a part of this anymore just because it was too exhausting to consistently go online and comment on people's posts. And we would try and keep an eye on it, but it became bigger than us. And so all three of us started to kind of pull back like, oh, maybe we started something that was bigger than we anticipated would be. And it was more work than we thought it would be. And we're not really focused on the podcast. So there had been talk few months ago about separating the community from the podcast and I didn't really agree with that um, because there's only a community because there's a podcast <laughs> um, and so it felt kind of weird and disconnected to be like no we're not the community is not affiliated with Mormons on Mushrooms anymore because of what it grown into but Mike and Doug were very adamant about yeah I just don't really want a, a part in that anymore. And I think the most telling thing was this solstice event, a revival solstice, solstice put on by the Divine Assembly in Utah, which was the second annual one. So everything is kind of leading up to the solstice, right? As far as the ghosting and like, hey, I, you guys aren't keeping me in the loop. Mm -hmm. But but in the meantime, concurrently, you've got this big event that everyone's super excited, stoked on, mm -hmm. that you are actively participating in as far mm -hmm. as behind the scenes making it run. I ended up being very much involved in the aesthetic and the creative part of it. I had this vision. It was the fairy kingdom. And I was like, what should it look like? And I got really excited. And I um, was a team leader for the decorations committee, the ambiance committee, as we called it. And uh, yeah, I had a huge hand in kind of seeing this whole vision come together and actually building things. It was me and one other person like for an entire day before. And then a few people showed up later and started helping 
and it it was definitely better than the first year, 100%. Um, but yeah, I spent a lot of time on that. Like, I mean, you saw weekly meetings, um, planning and organizing and ordering things and building checklists to make sure everyone on our team did the things I said they were going to do and executing, taking time off work, um, leaving for what it was like a week. Yeah, it's a big commitment. Yeah, I went out to Utah like three days before um, and then stayed one of the other days or like the last day to help bring everything down. A lot of the supplies were my mom's. Um, so yeah, I, <laughs> I felt the distance there from Mike and Doug. They kind of had this look on their face, you know, when you feel bad for someone and you're just like, oh. <laughs> you just give them This up. was in person because yeah, in person. you only, you, you saw them sparingly in person. Yeah. And also I forgot to mention before we went to Solstice, I was like, Hey, weren't we going to record together before Solstice? And they're like, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. And I, I said, okay, this is my chance to say, well, I want to be more involved. And so I said, yeah, I, I really want to be more involved in our next few recordings. Just let me know. And they're like, yeah, yeah, well, we can't record while we're there. But after we'll do like a recap episode about Solstice. And then when we got back. Um, the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones episode. Uh, not episode, but what the, actually. The little blurb that they put out. It did turn into an episode. So yeah, Rolling Stones mentioned Mormons on Mushrooms and they did an interview with Mike and it was a big deal. And I'm scrolling through the article like, Is, are they going to mention me? And then they didn't. And I was a little deflated. Like, oh, okay. it was literally just co-hosts, Mike and Doug. Yeah, Mike and Doug have this podcast. And I was like, oh, wow, like it stung a little to not get any of the credit, even though I'm not on every single episode. They were still calling me a co-host at the time. And so, yeah, that hurt a bit. And then our hundredth episode was coming up and we had been talking about this in our team meetings for like three months. Like, what are we going to do for episode 100? It's a big deal. And I had the idea of why don't we do a live episode where we record live. People can essentially call in and ask questions or tell us about how the podcast has affected them in a positive way and make it an interactive for the community type of episode. And everyone was on board except Mike and Doug. <laughs> All of the community, like the team members were really on board with that idea and were like, yeah, let's do it. And so I just, when we got home from Solstice, I was like, hey, what are we doing for the 100th episode? And they were like, yeah, we, uh, we're actually just going to release the interview that we did with the Rolling Stones journalist. And then I was like, uh, wah, wah, even more deflated. Like, not only am I not a part of the 100th episode, but it's the episode that I was not mentioned <laughs> because, well, maybe I was, I didn't listen to the recording, but I wasn't in the article. So I'm assuming that I didn't come up. This is like, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. Um, was it through? Yeah, that makes sense. In your mind, are you thinking, okay, I have to have a talk with them? Yeah, I was. In fact, I had, <laughs> I had a nightmare the night before the talk about going up to Mike and Doug. I was like, guys, what's going on? Like, do you not want me on the podcast anymore? Like, how come you're just freezing me out? Like, what's happening? Because I see them like brothers. And so I was I was very much ready to have that conversation and not dance around the subject and just like do a, a gut punch and be like, hey, what's going on, big bro? <laughs> Literally the night before you're having this dream. Yeah, this is the night before. So I knew something was off. I could feel it. And the next day, um, I think it was when I asked about the 100th episode and they said, um, oh, yeah, we're doing that other episode. And I was like, oh, OK, well, I'd really like to be more involved 
in the podcast moving forward. So let me know when you want to record next. I don't have the same job anymore. I have a lot more free time. And Mike sends back, yeah, so or I think it was maybe like a private text. Um, I would really like to talk to you about some stuff that I've been thinking about ever since the roadshow, which was another event that I flew to Utah for. And um, would you like to meet in person or talk on the phone? And I was like, this is the breakup talk. I just knew it. My gut. I said, I knew this was coming. Um, And he said, do you want to talk about it? And I was like, of course. And so he was like, are are you free this weekend? Which is in like a few days. I'm like, I'm free tonight. (laughs) I'm not going to. And you're laughing about it now. But that day you're there was a lot of anxiety because you basically had to wait hours before this talk, which was the inevitable. And you're kind of dreading the worst. Yeah, it was I think it was like 10 o'clock or something, maybe noon that we had the preemptive talk and then we weren't talking until 7 p.m. that night. And so, yeah, I mean, I cried. I cried before I even got there. So like that whole seven hours leading up to it, I was just in my house. I was crying. I was yelling. I was upset. I knew that they were about to break up with me and I was mad about it and I felt a little betrayed and rejected and just that sick feeling like you can't eat anything. I mean, if any, if you've been broken up with, you know, or if you've had to break up with someone, you know the feeling. It sucks. It's anxiety, I guess. You could put a, a name yeah, to it. Has it. The re- there's the rejection in there, the I'm not good enough, the what did I do part. Mm-hmm. Also, that this isn't fair. Almost like the whole stages of grief all in one day <laughs> yeah. as you're waiting and pacing for this inevitable conversation. Yeah. So we end up meeting at a place um, close to my house. I walked there called Mama Shelter. It was up on the rooftop and he wanted to meet in public, which was fine. I mean, I offered to just meet at my house and he was like, let's go to a bar or something. And I was like, I'm going to go to pub. All right, we'll go to the public for this, uh, which I wasn't too thrilled about because I already knew that I was very emotional and I was probably going to break down and start crying and didn't really want to do that <laughs> um, in a public place, but whatever. So we get there. Um, the sun is setting. It's like this beautiful golden light up on the rooftop. And I got there maybe 10 minutes before he did. He had some traffic. So he walks in and had those like puppy dog eyes again. Like Just Mike, no doubt. Just Mike. Yeah, Doug doesn't live in Los Angeles. So yeah, and I was actually surprised that they didn't want to jump on a Zoom call and have the talk together because it's just as much Doug's responsibility as it is Mike's. But um, I figured he wanted to do it in person, so okay. Um, you know, there's some small talk, asked about how my book was going, and he's very genuine. I mean, Mike's a very genuine person. Um, and yeah, I was like, so, <laughs> so, and he just looked at me and goes, yeah, so I don't think it's as bad as you think this is going to be, but this is what we're thinking. Ever since the road show, I've been having these feelings like something is off with the podcast and we want to make some changes and not just with you but with the team we kind of want to separate ourselves from the community from the team members I don't even remember how he broke it to me but he just said we still want you on the podcast but we don't want to do guest episodes with you anymore it's just going to be like a Mike and Doug thing and I was like okay, so you want me on the podcast, but I'm not a co-host. And he goes, right, you're not a co-host. 
And that's, I mean, that's what I figured he was going to say, is you're not a co-host anymore. Um, I didn't expect him to say that he wanted to keep me on in a few episodes. And even that felt a little insulting, kind of like, you're being demoted, but we still want you, but not all the time, just kind of when we want you. (laughs) And, oh man, I had some feelings. I was like, I was crying. I got really emotional. Uh, I talked about how it takes a lot for me to let someone in to open up my heart walls, I guess you could say, and let people into like a deep, trusting friendship. And I said, you know, Mike, I have very few close friends. I'm inviting like eight friends to my wedding and you and Doug are two of them. And it, like your brothers. Yeah. And I, I, I told him, I said, my initial response to someone breaking up with me is F you, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. And I'm really trying not to do that with you because I love both of you guys and I want to maintain a friendship and a relationship, but I feel betrayed. I feel like you think my voice isn't valuable, which is probably <laughs> the the worst of it. That's probably like the worst feeling of it is it's not like I'm uninvited to a party. It's we don't want your voice anymore. Didn't he also say something like we want to break down everything that we've built thus far in order for it to actually be able to grow in other ways? Yes, thank you for reminding me Which is me kind of, of a contradiction, it felt like, at the time from what you told me. Yeah, it did feel contradicting because he said, we've built this up so much, like a big umbrella, and now we just want to close the umbrella. <laughs> like, we don't want we don't want retreats under Mormons on Mushrooms, or we don't want meetups, or we don't want this, we don't want that, which I wondered, well, how is that relevant to me? Because I'm a voice, I have nothing to do with the community, really. Um and so he said, we, we want to tear all this down so that it can grow on its own. And we, I realized that the ex-Mormon space is so big that there's room for so many voices. And I said, so what do you mean, though? Like, you want me to just do my own thing, like start over? I've helped cultivate and build this podcast for two years because it was a direct benefit for me and everything that I was trying to accomplish. And it made sense to help build it. And it made sense to give my time and my energy with no money. Like I was willing to do that. And now you're saying, well, you can have a voice, but just not on our podcast. And I mean, I asked him, I was like, is that what you mean? And he was like, yeah. (laughs) Like, well, who says I want to start over? I, I did say to him at one point, I was like, just tell me what I did wrong. Like, tell me, So I know for the future what you didn't like about me being on the podcast. Just tell me. I was like, I feel like you're coming up with a lot of reasons that don't make a a whole lot of sense. And I would rather you just be straight with me. And he was like, 100%, I get that. And I'm sure that it feels that way. And he's like, it's just a numbers thing. There's just too many voices. And um, meanwhile, like, I'm sobbing. And the table next to us keeps looking over like, she definitely had puppy dog eyes looking at me like this poor girl is getting broken up with for sure. Because <laughs> even at one point, man, like I got feisty. I started yelling at him a little bit. I was like, no, Mike, I am valuable and my voice is valuable and I have a lot of great shit to offer. And I think this is a mistake. And I think that all you guys do is preach about how you want to bring in divine feminine energy and you're cutting out the only female voice on the podcast. It makes no sense to me. And I think it's a mistake. 
And I said all those things and I really meant it and I just wanted to get it out. I'm very blunt. I'm very straightforward when it comes to confrontation. And if someone's cutting me out, I want to know why. And I want to know why I'm not wanted. And once I know that, I will move on because one thing about me is I don't stay where I'm not wanted. Um, 100% with all my breakups is like, oh, you want to break up with me? Bye. I'm out. Yeah, so I found that to be ironic, and he agreed. He was like, oh, wow, I never thought of it that way, and you're right. You're 100% right. I mean, he didn't really have a lot to say to me other than, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I can I can see why you're hurt, and yeah, I, you should be hurt, and what we did was dumb, and I'm sorry, and I didn't, we never meant to hurt you, and I believe him, and I I think that's true. I think there's something to be said, too. If there's too many voices, too many cooks in the kitchen, an easy solution would have been like, okay, if we have a guest on, let's just rotate the hosts out. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a Shalise and Mike episode plus guests, or maybe it's a Doug and Shalise episode or whatever, Mike and Doug episode. And it's interesting because I didn't even think about that until I got home and told you everything and you brought that up and I was like, oh, yeah. And I think the reason I never thought about that is because deep down, I never felt like it really was my podcast, even though I felt like eventually I I did open my arms and I was like, okay, this is mine. I'm going to put it in my bio, in my social media, which is a big deal because uh, I've been building that page for like six years. Um, but I'm going to promote it at every turn and it's going to be my baby too. But deep down, it never felt like I was ever 100% included in decisions and what was going on. So yeah, that's probably why I never even thought about rotating, but if they really truly did want my voice and they valued what I had to say and they thought that I brought something unique to the table, then that would be the solution. And one thing that he did mention was he didn't think that guests were vulnerable or as vulnerable when I was on the podcast. And later on, he said that it wasn't me. It, it wasn't that I made the guests not feel vulnerable. He said there were just too many people, which would be easily fixable with the solution that you just mentioned. And actually, there were a few people that came up to me at Solstice that said, where have you been lately? I've been really missing your voice on the podcast. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. And they're like, you must you must have been uh, really busy working. And I was like, mm, nope, I've been available. <laughs> I mean, sometimes there were some conflicts in scheduling, but for the most part, I was free and willing and ready to record, but they just um, were distancing themselves at that point. So you didn't let Doug off the hook? No, I could not. It's, I mean, it's a, a threesome breakup, so I can't let just one of them take the fall. And, and I mean, I probably talked at Mike for two hours at the rooftop there. Even in the texting leading up to the breakup conversation, Doug seemed a little bit MIA in mm. that exchange, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't a part of that. So I texted Doug and I was like, hey, when can you talk tomorrow? (laughs) And I wanted to give him that same oh shit feeling that I had felt that whole day. And so he gave me a time and maybe I texted him the same day and was like, I want to call you today. When, When can I talk to you? So we ended up chatting and he was, um, I don't know if aloof is the right word, but it's like he had no idea what hurt my feelings. I, I was in the background oh, yeah, you were getting there. <laughs> ready for work, but you guys had your private Zoom call. I heard glimpses of it. And um, yeah, that was a, that seemed to be a big part was just not putting himself in your shoes. Of course, this is hurting me. Or of course, this is important to me. Out of the three of us, 
you know, the value that I get out of building this community because of what you're trying to do with your book, your TV show, you're building this trifecta and that podcast community element, the voice is such an integral part of that trifecta, of that triangle. Right. Speaking of triangles, you had an an awesome analogy. Because you're at this point, you had already gone through draft one with Mike. I, I feel like even in this podcast episode right now, you're not as feisty as you have been. Oh, not for yeah, not at all. I mean, obviously, you're still hurt, which is what, and, and that's a big motivator. Tell, <laughs> tell them about that because I was in the other room, like that was pretty good. I don't even remember exactly how I said it, but people have often commented that we're a trifecta, like the perfect triangle, and we all add our own unique part that just creates a trifecta it works together beautifully and so I I don't remember how it came up but I was like yeah I mean I guess if you want to lose the trifecta and lose the female voice you can just be a a line <laughs> yeah it was it, it was a brilliant setup yeah so what was that conversation like with Doug yeah like you said I was more succinct and more pragmatic and less emotional um but I was feisty. I mean, I definitely brought the fire. And I was like, look, guys, I feel like I was a, a doula, right? Or someone that helped make this baby in this threesome. And then I helped deliver it. And here's this baby in this big community. And we just got this recognition in Rolling Stones. And conveniently, right at that time, you said, that baby's not yours anymore. But you can have visiting rights like every month or two. It felt like convenient timing. And when I brought that up, Mike was like, yeah, I 100% can see how that could look. Um, and to his defense, he's like, I, I've been having these feelings for months, hence the ghosting. He didn't communicate that and he fully admitted it was my fault. I should have said something the second I was feeling that it was weird and that it was off. And I'm over here feeling so dumb, like anyone who gets broken up with does. Like, how did I miss the signs? <laughs> like, I mean, I felt them being a little distant, but I didn't think it would go as far as like a breakup. And when I talked to Doug, he was like, I'm just flabbergasted because I didn't realize it would be this big of a deal. I I just, I didn't see it as a demotion. You keep using the word demotion, which I was. Um, I see it as a restructuring and you're still on the podcast, just not with the guests. And I'm thinking, well, that's like 80% of the episodes are with the guests. And then 10% with just Meg and Doug. So that leaves me with 10% of the episodes. It's going to be the same thing as what we've created lately, the last few months, which is you in a lot less episodes. Yeah. And they kind of use that to soften the blow. And I was like, it's only been that way because you haven't been communicating. You haven't asked me to be on and I've been wanting to be on. And I've been asking to be on episodes. And for whatever reason, it doesn't work out or you're not willing to work around my schedule, only you guys' schedules. And so, yeah, Doug was like, I guess I was just confused because I thought that it was just going to be exactly how it's been. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not because I wanted it to be that way. Because there was a point, if you listen, if you listen to Mormons on Mushrooms from the beginning, you know that I was on almost every episode and I loved it. And I remember when we were first dating, you were like, aren't you recording Tuesday? I'm like, no, they haven't reached out. Aren't you recording? Are you recording? (laughs) I don't know anymore because it just fizzled out and... It's not what I wanted. So I said, at the very least, I just want the community to know that this was not my decision. I want you guys to tell the community, Shalise is not on the podcast anymore because of X, Y, and Z and whatever reasons they want to give. But I didn't want the community to think that I just got too big or I just didn't have the time anymore. And so when I brought that up to Mike and Doug, both of them were like, yeah, 100%. Like, 
if you want to be on the episode, you can be on the episode and we can talk about it and have a conversation. And I said, you know what? I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling pretty high emotion right now. Let me think on it and then I'll get back to you. And so a few days passed. I think it was like a week. Mike reached out like, hey, I've been thinking about you a lot. I want to see how you're doing, how you're feeling, which was really nice. And um, I said, yeah, it hasn't, hasn't been easy, but I've been working through this. And I was considering starting this podcast that we are on now and thinking like, can I take this on? Um, am I uh, capable of carrying an entire podcast on my own? Um, how would this work? Because you've had ideas this entire time with Mormons on Mushrooms yeah. as to how we can make it better. Hey guys, I know how to make this grow. I know social media. I know how we can just accelerate this process, get a bigger audience. People can feel what we're trying to say. Met with a bunch of resistance. A lot of resistance. So now here you are with the opportunity to do it the way you want to do it. It's almost like in a way, a blessing in disguise to kind of jump ahead to what you what you are creating here and that you are going to do it bigger and better and maybe that's me being biased being your fiance <laughs> but the direction you want to go with it the guests you want to bring on and the vision you have for this it's now you know yeah and and they were the first to admit like yeah we met you with a lot of resistance you had a lot of great ideas we pushed back we didn't want to do them and you were right and we should have done that and we should have had more structure in the beginning we should have had actual leadership we should have give, given people actual roles you know, as a hierarchy. Yeah. So that was the other thing I said. Um, well, I know we have a team meeting coming up, so you guys can break the news. So I even gave them that. Like, I'm not going to say anything. What does a team meeting look like for people that don't know? So we jump on, it's actually called Teams. It's a Microsoft thing where it's like a FaceTime call with um, our editor, our producer, um, secretary, or not secretary, but like the guy who does the money. Like accountant accountant sure. <laughs> sure. um and people that do the community stuff community outreach so we used to do it every single week every wednesday and then i jumped on one week mike and doug were on there and i was like why are we doing this like do we really need meetings every week because it seems like community stuff i'm not really involved in that like maybe we just only do a meeting when we need to address podcast stuff and that's when i'll jump on because they were at like 7 a.m ultimately everyone in the team is incredible individually and they all contribute a lot and like I have a million great things to say about them we had this team meeting and I said look you're, you can tell the team that you're essentially breaking up with me and they're like oh boy all right yeah I guess you know we got to do that it's our decision we got to own up to it all right I think what was most interesting is when I had my one-on-one -on -one conversation with Mike it was he was saying, yeah, I'm dreading this conversation with the team. Like, I'm dreading telling them that they're not going to be a part of Mormons on Mushrooms anymore. And it's going to suck. And so I've had to think about this conversation with you and now this conversation with the team. And I'm not looking forward to it. So the meeting comes and I'm like, here we go. I had known for a week that I was kicked off, I guess you'd say, or demoted. Um, and I was ready to hear how he was going to break up with the team. And it was framed in a way of like, I think this has just gotten a little big and you guys are doing amazing things. And especially after the solstice, we didn't do anything, which they didn't. Mike and Doug just showed up and they fully will admit to that. Um, and I think you need to do your own thing. But there was never the language of we're cutting ties. Like you guys aren't part of Mormons on Mushrooms anymore. And so I was waiting for that language and it never came. And all I was saying were nodding heads like, yeah, we want to do our own thing. Yeah, we kind of have felt held back by you and Doug because we want to do things that you guys aren't maybe letting us do or you guys want to say in it and we just want to do our own thing. 
but it, it didn't really feel like a breakup. And then when it came time to talk about me, it was the same thing. Like, yeah, we're just going to do some restructuring and Shalise isn't going to be a co-host, but um, it's going to be exactly the way it's been for the past few months where she'll just come on with uh, me and Doug and we'll do episodes. And then I interjected and I was like, I just need to make something clear. It's not going to be how it's always been because I no longer have a stake in calling this mine because I'm just going to be a reoccurring voice just like anyone else on the podcast. I don't feel like there will be an equal energy exchange between what I'm putting out and this work that I'm doing and me flying to all these places for these events, which I wanted to go to, but I had a stake in it, that I can no longer be a part of that anymore. So this is me stepping down completely. Like this is my last team meeting. I'm not going to be involved in the community at all anymore. And I don't know if I'm going to be a recurring voice at this point. And everyone was kind of like dumbfounded. <laughs> it felt like the energy of like, oh, we love you, but oh, well, <laughs> like it, I guess I didn't get the reaction I thought I would get of like, wait, what? Like, why I explain um which also was a little demoralizing um a couple of them did text me after privately and so sorry I love you and I hope you're okay and that was sweet but it it didn't hit like I thought it would and maybe that's just my bruised ego I thought people would be more sad but (laughs) they weren't um however since I went back on and said after this conversation that we'll talk about in a minute. And I said, hey, I'm starting my own podcast. Everyone was very supportive. And I did really appreciate the love and energy coming toward that. So you do the podcast with Mike and Doug, Mm -hmm. which is your kind of goodbye to everybody. But also, no, I'm gonna let you know what actually went down. Yeah, which I need to preface this by saying, I think it was the day I talked to Doug or the day after when you were like, babe, you could do this. You could have your own podcast. And I was like, ah, do I want to do it? Can I do it? And you were very supportive. And you were like, 100%. We just need a cool name. And then my mom and I were talking and I was like, cults to consciousness. (laughs) And It's got the alliteration. (laughs) It's got the bigger vision. Brilliant. Yeah. And so um, I was really excited about it. And I was a little overwhelmed. I was still looking for work. I was working on moving into your place. Um, there was a lot, I caught COVID and it was very overwhelming, but I was like, no, I'm going to push through. I'm going to start this podcast. And you had the idea, you should already have one released and you should have one ready to release. So by the time the episode with Mike and Doug comes out, it'll be a good promotion. It'll be a good come follow me moment. Um, and I thought, yeah, okay. So I got Nuance Ho on board. She was awesome. And then I recorded my intro and that went really well. And so everything was like, everything is lined up. And I thought, okay, now I just need to have this hard conversation publicly and say my piece. If you make this decision and you really stand by this decision, then you should have no problems telling people why. And you should have no problem with me saying how I feel about it because you think this is the best decision. And uh, it was basically this contraction attitude of we had... Our arms were too open. We didn't set boundaries. And that's where we are now. And so immediately I I let everyone know, like, well, it's not like I just, you know, you had open arms. I swooped in and didn't leave. Like, I don't want people to think that I was the one imposing on boundaries. And so I said, well, you really wanted me to stick around. And after me protesting and protesting, you said, no, you are a host. Like, stop saying part time. Stop it. 
this is your podcast. And so that's part of the reason why I was so hurtful because I finally leaned into it and then it was taken away. And I told the analogy of the baby being taken away and, and Doug was like, yeah, you say these analogies and like the baby thing being ripped out of your arms. And I just don't feel that way. I don't see it that way. And I, I don't want to hurt you. I've never wanted to hurt you. That's never my intention. And as someone who feels like a big brother, I wanted to hug you and hold you and make you feel okay. Yeah, this sucks and it's awkward and it's icky, but it's also raw and vulnerable. And we talked about how, um, vulnerability hangovers are a thing. How like, yeah, I'm feeling so vulnerable. I don't even know if I want to release this, but it's a good conversation to be presenting because one of the reasons they (laughs) didn't want me on with guests is because they said the guests weren't vulnerable with me. And so I'm thinking, well, here we are, like raw and real, vulnerable, honest conversations. And I didn't want to pound in that I think you're making a mistake. I just said how I felt. Like, I'm feeling hurt, I'm feeling rejection, I'm feeling like you don't think my voice matters very much, but I'm taking it with a grain of salt, and I know that I am worthy and that I do have a lot to offer, and because of that, I want to start my own podcast where instead of restricting my voice, I can amplify it. The first episode is out. I released it two days or a day before we recorded to make sure that they could go check it out if they wanted. And I have another one with Nuance Ho. And they were just like, holy shit. And then eventually as they warmed up, they they said, that's a great idea. And I love the name. I think it's great. And I can't wait to see what you do because you've been telling us to do all of these things on the podcast that we haven't been doing. And I can't wait to see you do it with your podcast and be super successful. And we can say that we're idiots for letting you go. And I was like, wow, that was very nice of them to be so supportive and willing to help me out and amplify my voice in that sense. You know, at the end, it was really weird when they said, so Shalise, how can people find you? And I was like, oh, like that's what they say to guests. (laughs) Like I am officially not a co-host. And it kind of hit in that moment when they were talking to me like a guest. But I was like, all right, this is how you find me. And I listed all the things. Go to Apple, go to Spotify, go to Instagram, cults to consciousness across the board. Um, and we, oh, we even talked about like the struggles and the hardships of actually doing a podcast. Like the first episode I recorded didn't record any audio and I had to start all over and my camera's glitching and there's just like, you know, we laughed about it and we even talked about the intro and I was like, yeah, I I wanted to make sure I had the right disclaimers. And they're like, well, what are those? Like, maybe we need to change our intro. And it was very much like a, a camaraderie that we had of like, we can connect on this level of being a creator. So you think the episode goes great? I thought it was great. You should really thank Mike and Doug. Because <laughs> <laughs> look at now you've got this podcast. <laughs> you know what? Probably. I will set my ego down and say, thanks, Mike and Doug, for giving me, one, the experience of having a voice on a podcast. I'm not new at this, so I feel like starting a podcast from scratch will go smoothly because I do have the experience. I feel more eloquent when I speak and speaking to other guests and knowing how to interact with them. Um, I know how the social media thing works. And I have the amazing support of you, my love. Thank you. Thank you so much for all of your support. You've been invaluable and I love you so much. Thank you, babe. I love you. And I have to say I'm looking forward to your 100th episode because I want to see what you do on your podcast (laughs) for your 100th episode. For my 100th episode, it will be a live episode. Mark my words. Stay tuned, everyone. Thank you so much for 
sticking around. If you've made it this far, you can take a deep breath and relax and get all that energy out if, if you're fired up with me, which I appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, yeah, if you're watching us on YouTube, please like and subscribe and comment. Let's have a conversation. Um, I'm an open book. You can find me on Instagram at Colts to Consciousness. I'm still working on TikTok. Lord help me. Um, it's just bugging out and I can't edit anything. But that's going to be up and running soon. And you can email me, Colts to Consciousness at gmail.com. And that's all the things. There you go. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, it would mean a lot if you could like and subscribe on YouTube and leave a review or a comment to help with their visibility. You can also find me on social media at Colts to Consciousness or reach out by email at Colts to Consciousness at gmail.com.